This is a summary of the first Sicha Parshas Hayesha. Look at the Sichas Chelek Yud. A little difficult to do a regular summary on this because the truth is it's delving into the meaning of the word according to Rashi, according to Targum, according to Talmud Yerushalmi, the translation of a word, and Rashi's different proofs to try to get to the to, 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 to get to the depth of the meaning of the word and and for those who hebrew is not their first language and even for someone who it is who right we're talking about Lashon Kaidish, the holy tongue exact uh, translation so let's just learn it on a very simple level what what the Rebbe is talking about the pasuk we're looking at is pedagram zion pasuk zion and he describes the vision yosef describes his dream which was taken as a prophecy and his brothers hated him over this dream and his father loved him and his father um, was waiting for the dream to come fulfilled, which shows you that he really believed in, in this dream. So in the dream, as it's famously known to us, um, there were 11 stalks of wheat, which surrounded his stalk of wheat, and his stood up strong. They were all in the field, and his stalk of wheat was stood up straight in the middle of the field, and all the other stalks of wheat bowed down to his. And it was interpreted by the brothers. That means you're going to be a king over us, and so on. And that's the story. Now, that's a very nice translation, but it's not so clear from the Pasuk itself. The exact translation is, the exact wording of the Pasuk is, So we were, What's the translation? So if you look in, 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 in Targum Unclus, the translation of Unclus, he says, which means binding bindings. Tying knots, tying tying bindings. If you look in other translations, Tom Targum Yerushalmi, you'll see it means like making things come together, but like twisting them together, folding them together. What exactly is being folded together? That is being twisted together. It's being bound together. Not necessarily. Are has that been stated? Now, of course, you could argue. Oh, it's happening in the field. That's a nice hint, but that doesn't mean a field means it's out of the city bounds. It could be out in the field. Maybe it's a plant. Maybe it's a tree. Maybe what exactly is it referring to? And 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 what exactly is the meaning of the translation of this word? Is the word really just mean a, a, a knot, right? Something that you tie. And uh, and the answer. And uh, so, so the truth is, Rashi brings from sources that no, we find if you look in Tanakh, there's a very famous capital Tilim, Shehamaylis. So it says, where we're going to carry, um, he's carrying his sheaves. And so Rashi learns from there that actually the connotation of the word Aluma. And alumasi and alumoisechem, etc. Ma'almim alumim is actually wheat. Wheat. The Torah refers to the wheat by a term which means binding, because wheat is typically bound. So, in other words, whenever the Torah or Tanakh uses this word, indeed, it means wheat specifically. However, the 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 the, the itself, the word for wheat, is a connotation of tying that you tie it into these bundles, which become very strong, right? Which is another people make the root, they connect the root of the word to the alum of strength, but uh, right. 
But in any event, so it's connected to that, and being that we uh, we 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 bind it together, it's typically bound together. That in itself becomes the translation um, of the word. Atkan. Now, where is Rashi's big proof? Where is Rashi's big proof? Meaning, it's a very nice. Maybe you could say that, but it's a little bit of pushing it because because you're giving these two translations basically to the word. It means anat, then it means it means wheat. But, so the truth is, Rashi learns it from context. In context, we see that this is a real prophecy. It only makes sense that the details of what happened here become fulfilled, right? Yaakov's waiting for it to be fulfilled. It actually ends up becoming fulfilled. And and precisely, and even though in the next dream that Yosef has, Rashi says that ain't that a dream could have words of nonsense. So, for example, it says that the sun and the moon bow down to him, and we know that his mother passed away already. So nonsense. But that's an extra detail in the dream which is not going to be fulfilled. It's considered words of nonsense. That's not the same thing as saying that the part of the dream which is legitimate and is a true prophecy is not precise. It's not precise. It's not real. It's not going to happen that way. That's already a much, a much more difficult thing to say. And why would we say that? It makes much more sense that the details should be precise. Where do we see the details being precise um, in, this, in this story? We see it because how did it end up being fulfilled? It ended up being fulfilled that the brothers needed wheat because there was a famine. And they had to subjugate themselves and subordinate themselves and bow down to Yosef in order for him to provide them with the wheat, which essentially means that the way through which they became a bottle, uh, subjugated to Yosef, their brother, was through wheat. So therefore, there's actually tremendous symbolism to the fact that the wheat and the sustenance, the bundles of wheat specifically, of all food items, of all items in general, not bundles of wood, not bundles of other things, was specifically bowing down um, to Yosef. Now, the reason why why that's important as well is because the proof Rashi brought from the pasuk from Neisei Alu Meisav carrying um, uh, carrying the, the the sheaves of wheat is because there's actually it's not a hundred percent full proof that 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 proof from that pasuk because it would have always been possible to say that it means that after you process the wheat the sacks of the of the of the seeds from the wheat was is and you're carrying that that's what that pasuk's referring to different actually had to actually bring another proof from halacha that we see that uh, that, that that it refers to uh alumais it refers to alumais and it and, and halacha says that it's very heavy and it's held down because the bundles of wheat so we see that the word alumais means bundles of wheat you know, without any uh, without any added explanation, it means bundles of wheat. So Rashi had to go through this whole uh, diktuk, figuring out from a bunch of different these different between these different sources, right? If we're actually going to read, normally we don't read the Rashi inside for the translation, but now that we've given the whole background, you can see the complication in Rashi. Rashi begins. Targum says it means the binding of bindings. And Rashi says it means umrin. It refers specifically to sheaves of wheat. And then he says, I'm learning this. And, and, and Rashi says, look, look into Hillim. And then he quotes this Mishnah, this halachic ruling. What's happening in this Rashi? So now that we have explained it, it all comes together. The Rebbe really explains 
that the intent of what's happening here, what Ashi is struggling and what Ashi is telling us um, in uh, what's shot in the story. Now, what, what does this mean on a deeper level? That says that it's explained in Chassidus that what's happening here is that the gathering of wheat represents the Avoida in life of, 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 of lifting up all the different sparks of holiness that we encounter in our lives and bringing it all together which means that we all have all the different narratives that are taking place in our lives and the world around us. And the job of a Jew, and everything seems to have its own storyline, the job of a Jew is to find the continuum, to bring it all together, to show, to uplift all the sparks and bring it to Hashem, and show how they're all, everything in life is a, is a manifestation of the oneness of Hashem. And that's also why an important element of a Jew's mission on earth is to bring close all of his fellow Jews because it's the same exact idea. You lift up all the sparks of holiness. What greater spark of holiness, even greater than a spark, a configuration of holiness, than a soul of a Jewish person. So you bring a bunch of Jews together and you bring them close and back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem. And the Pasuk here tells us that you have to go out into the field. You have to look for it. You can't be satisfied in your own city, in your own Daladamis. You have to go out. You have to search it out. That's your mission in life. That's why the Rabbeim, that's why the Rebbe sent, sent out shluchim to, to faraway places because to gather together the bundles of wheat. And what are you doing? It doesn't just mean you're gathering the wheat. You're making a knot. You're tying it into knots. In other words, in halacha, keshesh kayama, it, it means a real knot, right? The, 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 a strong, it has a strong presence. should be held together. It shouldn't be blown away by the wind. In other words, when you bring a Jew close to Judaism, when you show a Jew the beauty of Yiddishkeit, you have to stay with him and you have to give him the strength that he shouldn't be a flimsy Jew, so to speak, in terms of observance, etc. He should, he should be strong. He should have the strong identity of being a Jew that's not pushed by the winds. And he feels strongly about his Yiddishkeit. Now, there can be many tools in the toolbox of how to help a Jew get there, that he should be strong in his Yiddishkeit. The Rebbe says that actually gives us the ultimate tool. It actually says that when you tie this knot, it should be of wheat. What's unique about wheat versus wood or, or some herb, let's say, whatever it may be. What's unique about, about wheat is that wheat has all these kernels, all these seeds. And you plant the seeds and it will grow 10 times the amount of wheat, etc., etc. And what that represents is that the way to really uh, give your person, you're, you're trying to, to, to connect with Yiddishkeit, the way to give him that, that, that strong connection and that strong sense of identity is when you make him a giver. And when he himself, in turn, is able to plant seeds or the people around him, you give him, you empower him, you make him a teacher, you make him a leader, you, uh, right, and uh, Hanukkah's coming up. You, you get all the Jews that you know that they should give their friends Hanukkah Menorah to, to, to right? Instagram and, and Facebook and, and whatever tools possible, that part's not in the Sikha. But you get, you get the person to be a giver, and that is the ultimate strength that you're going to give this person, that they're truly going to have this firm identity a relationship with Yiddishkeit. And what is the ultimate, what's the ultimate level? The the, how, the the ultimate level is when it says all the sheaves of wheat bow down to the sheaf of wheat of Yosef. And what that represents is that when this Yid who's coming close to Yiddishkeit finally gets a true relationship with the Rebbe, a direct relationship with the Nasi Adar, with the leader of the generation, that is the ultimate. That means that he's in a place where he has this bitl, he has this, this realization of who the Rebbe and his connection with the Rebbe, and that's the ultimate thing you're looking for, because once he has that, then, you know, whoever is trying to help him in Yiddishkeit can leave the picture almost. You have a relationship with the Rebbe, you have a relationship, um, and, and you, you could be sure that the person is going to have this, retain this deep connection with Hashem. 
um, because he has this relationship with the Rebbe. And of course, all of this is so appropriate that we're reading around Yitzchak Kislev and Hanukkah, because Yitzchak Kislev is about spreading the Hafatzim Ayanis Chutzah to the furthest, most corners, the out, right, the deepest secrets of the Torah, not watered down in any which way, to the to the furthermost, outermost places. And so to Hanukkah, Hanukkah is about taking the ultimate light and Pesach Basin Bachot, bringing it to the outdoors, that it specifically has to illuminate the darkness, and only when it's nighttime, and to transform the world into a, a beautiful uh, place for Hashem.